Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And I'm Braden Howard. And as you can tell, um, Chad is not with us tonight. He's uh, having some some family get-together, so hopefully he'll be back uh, next week with us. But today we wanted to do something um, a little interesting, a little fun. Uh, we wanted to do a divisional realignment for the NFL, uh, and everybody has their own idea of how that should go. Um, so you, you could have went um, geographical or um, what you think would make for the best competition or what you think would make your team win their division every year or, or whatnot. You know, there's a plethora of ways that any one of us could have uh, gone about this. Um, but I'm interested, uh, Braden, you had mentioned uh, in, in our group chat that you went uh, real wonky and kind of outside the box with yours. So um, hit, hit us with your divisional realignment and uh, let us know how you think it should be. So for the divisional realignment, we always see it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. And it's this really cool idea. We all like to imagine in our minds, what if the NFL got all mixed up, jumbled up geographically, whatever it may be. So usually whenever I saw it, nine times out of 10, it was people would move teams based on geography. Like this team should actually be playing this team in this division. This team should be playing this team. So I kind of took a step back. What would be the most fun way to put these teams in divisions? Because this is a really cool topic of how we can move teams around. So I wanted to move away from geographical and just look at it from in terms of a football fan, what would be the most fun for the NFL? So for the first division, I thought being an NFL fan, the fan experience is top tier. So I looked around the league. I took some of the best fan experiences and just fan cultures. Every Sunday, these teams are showing out. They have an awesome culture. So I didn't do conferences. I only did divisions. But for these four teams, I call this the rowdy division. So <laughs> number one, I'll do the Eagles. Gotta love the Eagles. Number two, did the Raiders. It's not the black hole anymore, but still the Raiders are always going to show up and represent. Seattle, number three, 12th man. Always have a rich culture there. And four, I went with Bills, Bills Mafia. I feel like that would be a really, really fun division. First of all, it's good football. Number two, the rival, the rivalries that you could get in this division. Just imagine a tailgate of Eagles fans and Bills fans just going at it. Wouldn't that just be awesome? That'd be really, really cool. So for the next one, I went, I just called this the Blue Bloods division. So I see these teams, these four teams as like the four pure, rich franchises in the NFL that like from the very beginning, they have Super Bowls, they have rich history, top to bottom. Not necessarily, hey, are they doing good now? But these are just very, very Blue Bloods in the NFL. So I'm going to go with the Steelers, very rich history. Number two, Packers. Number three, Patriots. Number four, Cowboys. Thought that was really, really cool. You got four really cool teams, four really old teams that have always been relevant, always have a rich history. For this next one, I've called this one the uh, the expansion division. So what I did was I took the four teams in the NFL that were considered most recent expansion teams, the newest ones. So I went with the Jags, the Texans, the Panthers, and the Ravens. I know the Ravens and the Browns is kind of a little bit different, but I went with the Ravens because I don't really consider the Ravens a continuation of the Browns. The Browns are still their own entity, and then the Ravens in 96 went off and veered, did their own thing. So I thought that was a little cool, a little different. You have all the expansion teams, all one little division. Next, I went with Blue Bloods 2.0. So again, just like with the regular Blue Bloods teams, these are the next entity of like classic NFL teams that would all be battling out against each other. So I went with the Niners, the Giants, 
the Bears, and the Lions. I feel like that'd be really cool seeing the classic teams go up against each other. Then next, you have this was where it goes a little bit off the rails. <laughs> the last few all have kind of a little bit of a theme. So I start running low on teams. I'm like, all right, what can I do? What can I do? So this division, I just went with current NFL, just top tier offenses. Like if you guys got these teams every Sunday, every single division game is going to be high scoring, high flying. It's going to be really fun to watch as a fan. So for these four teams, I went with the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Bengals. Good quality football, fun offense to watch. As a fan, be really, really fun to watch. This next and one. No defense. <laughs> no defense at all. Just all, all touchdowns, all touchdowns. So for this next one, a little, little funky, but uh, took the teams I had left, and I called this division the Division of Despair. So these are franchises that have all kind of just not had the most success, kind of been – you look on any social media, they're always getting dogged. They're always getting memes about them. Just as the fan, we always usually make fun of these franchises. So I went with, for these four teams, I went with the Browns, the Jets, the Falcons, and the Cardinals. I feel like that would be pretty funny to watch them all duke it out. You know, these fan bases always get made fun of. be fun to watch them all go against each other. Uh, next, <laughs> we, I call this the mascot division, we'll call it. So uh, these mascots are not very similar, but if you think about it, they're slightly similar. Just we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here for themes, but we go with the Titans, the Bucks, the Vikings, and the Commanders. And then finally, we'll go with the WTF division. I feel like every division in sports has this, like, why are they why are they playing each other? <laughs> So uh, just to final, finalize the last four teams, you got the Saints, the Colts, the Broncos, and the Rams. Again, this realignment is not very geographical, but try to align themes to each division. Just make it a little bit th- fun, make it a little bit different. But all in all, I feel like even then with these divisions, with their themes, it'd still be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I definitely think, though, that would be some fun games to watch. Um you put you put the Dolphins in the same division as the Chiefs, though. Golly. <laughs> yeah, we know the Dolphins are the bottom of the barrel in that division. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. Bengals and Chargers as well? Come on. The we got Dolphins... better receivers than the Chargers do. We got better receivers than the Chargers. But you don't have a better quarterback. You don't have a quarterback at all. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> you, you can have the greatest receivers in the world, and if you got nobody throwing to them, they're not making plays. I mean, we could just throw them to them five yards, make the play. Hell, every quarterback that has ever thrown to Debo Samuel could tell you that, right? <laughs> uh, just, well, I'd love to imagine this rowdy division of like Eagles fans and Raiders fans, and God, that'd be so cool. Love that. Yeah, did that, that. That's a. That's amazing. I, I would love to see that. <laughs> okay, Talon, since you're so outspoken about uh, the <laughs> Dolphins being in the same division as the Chiefs, <laughs> go ahead and hit us with your divisional realignment. Uh, okay. Well, mine's geographical. I didn't know Braden was going to go completely off the rails with his, but I kept mine geographic geographical, but I kind of made it a little bit more complicated. I. I did to the NFL what the with the kind of like an NHL style. I have still have two. I still have two conferences. I got the AFC and the NFC. But the way that I've realigned them is I have four divisions with eight teams in each division, and. The Western Division and the Northern Division are going to be the AFC, and the Eastern Division and the Southern Division are going to be the NFC. So for the Western Division, if we keep it regional, the Western Division is going to be the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. That's going to be in the Western Division. In the Northern Division, I have uh, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions – I got the Browns and the uh, Bengals. I put the Colts in there because 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 Indiana is up there in, in the northern part. It's close to you know Ohio and them areas. 
But I also put the Tennessee Titans in the Northern Division. And the reason I did that, and you'll see what I mean here in just a second, um, for the NFC in the Southern Division, I put the Cowboys, the Texans, the Saints, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the Jags, the Falcons. And I was kind of going back and forth to do I put the do I put the Titans in this division? But then the Panthers would be in this division because Nashville is more northern than Charlotte is. So that's why I would put the Panthers in the Southern Division. And for the Eastern Division, I had the Patriots, the Bills, the Jets, and the Giants, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Commanders for the Eastern Division. Um, and with that, I would propose a 16-game season. So I would remove the would do how the NFL is now with 17 games. I would do 16 games. And each person, each team would would play each team in their conference, right? Now, I know you're thinking, okay, well, that's 15 teams. What are you going to do about the last game of the year? Ah, last game of the year, depending on the rankings, and I just wrote this down just for the sake of it, the last game of the year will be to be determined based on the rankings. The last game of the year will be almost like a bracket. You Like the best team will play the worst team, second team will play the seventh team, and vice versa. And it's all about realignment stuff. My playoff seeding would be kind of the same thing it is now. Whoever is the top uh, seed, they get the bye week, and then it's going to go by record because I don't like how when you do the divisions every single year, a team can be 9-8, and eight, but because they've won that division, they can still make the playoffs. This would virtually eliminate that. From the standpoint that you look at these teams over here, like say, for the, for example, in the Western, you have the 49ers, you have the Chargers, you have the Chiefs. In the North, you have the Vikings, you have the Titans, you have the Bengals. You know, So each, each 18 division has at least one to two teams who are very, very good teams, very good, very good to great teams. So that way there's no discrepancy as to, okay, a 9-7 team, if they really want it, like I, you can literally see any team – you can at least see one of these teams getting at least 12 to 13 wins if possible. So that's how I would do that. And then, you know, keep it the same. Uh, like I said, it's not as, it's not as out there as Braden's, but that's the way I would have it. So y'all thoughts. Okay. So you would go NHS NHL style with uh, the NFL. I would. I would. Okay. Be, and, and the reason why, the reason why is because it's like, and, and again, I, I, it's going to sound, it might sound weird, but it's like the AFC, you have to face every single team in the AFC. And then that last game, depending on where you are in your own division, you play that team. And then you don't even play anybody from the other conference until you make it to the Super Bowl. So that way it's like, we know they're the best of the best. We know this team is the best of the best of their conference. That team's the best of the best in this conference. Now we're going to see which division is the best. You know. I think that's my favorite part about all of it is you're getting a true, hey, this team is the best because there's no discrepancy of, oh, my team, they didn't even get the chance to play them. Exactly. You either won or lost against that Super Bowl champion. So Exactly. And, and another reason why I had it the way that I have it is, like, for example, it's like every team, like what I, what I just said recently, you know, if there's eight teams, then you're vying for it more and you're playing in your conference in another. So you're still going to have that interdivisional rivalry, but then you're also going to have an external conference rivalry with the other division in your conference. You know, kind of like with kind of like with the SEC. You have the SEC North or, or SEC East. SEC, I mean, hell, with the SEC having like, what, 30 teams now? It's probably going to be what it's going to be in the next couple of years anyway. But that's the way I would have it, honestly. All right. Um, Raj, let's go ahead and go with, with yours. No, nah, you go ahead. I'm gonna do my last. No, I'm gonna do mine last. This was mm -hmm. my idea. Flip a coin. Exactly. You should have let you should have led. That's if it's your idea. Mm -mm. Flip nope. a coin. All right, fine. <laughs> since it's, since he's gonna be an old grumpy man. <laughs> so I still did mine the same. Um I did AFC with four divisions, NFC with four divisions, still did uh West, South, North, and East. Um let me start with the AFC. The way I did the AFC, um, the West, pretty much the same. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, but instead I did the Cardinals on this one. Um 
simple fact is probably a little bit there. All those teams are sort of like mashed in the middle of nowhere. So it'd be easier for them to just to go against each other. Um, moving on, I'm going to do the, the AFC South. I did Cowboys, Texans, Falcons, and Titans. So with the Cowboys and Texans, obviously uh, the in-state rivalry, hopefully it makes the Texans play harder and everything. Falcons and Titans are border um, right there next to each other, also rivalry. And I just feel like they'd be better for those four teams to be together. Um, the Cowboys would still have a hard time against the Titans, so it wouldn't be too much of a runway for them. Now, the North is a little mixed up because I should have probably called it the Midwest more than the North. Um, <laughs> I did the the Panthers, Browns, Bengals, and Colts. Um, obviously, the Bengals are going to run away with that one for a few years here and there. But um, overall, I still think it's over, a balanced overall division um, than what they already have now. And then the East, um, I've got the Patriots, the Jets, the Giants, and the Bills. Pretty much all the New York teams and then the only Massachusetts team. Um, so tons of heated rivalry there. We have New York fans just killing each other in the streets all the time. Great watch, you know, entertainment for us that way. Um, he hates Boston people, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I don't hate Boston people. I hate most of Boston in general. Uh, he's a he's a Celtics fan. Yeah, so. I'm a Celtics fan. <laughs> That's what doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry, I like Larry Bird. My fault. <laughs> Loves Larry Bird. Hates Pedro Martinez. Yeah, fuck <laughs> him. He texted an 85 year old man. He came out. I'm getting into this right he, now. Go he ahead. Had an old man <laughs> charging at 12 <laughs> miles per year. <laughs> Dude was lucky right. he had a guy he got to run to begin with. <laughs> um, so moving on to the NFC, the West, I did. Um, I pretty should I probably should call this the the Surfer Coast one. I did the Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, and Chargers. So the three California teams and then Lonely Seahawks up in Seattle. Um, but I did pretty much just pure West Coast on that one. I think that'll be more of um pretty much the same like I did with the other, like the Giants. Um the AFC East, the interstate rivalry, plus the one outsider that is the main rival for all three of them to begin with. And I think it'd be more competitive. And the 49ers probably would lead a little bit, but the Chargers are right there with them. Um, NFC South, I did the Saints, Bucks, Dolphins, and Jags. Same thing, mostly just in-state rivalry was the uh, main rival right on the outside. Um, that one is an open one right now. I think the Jags and Dolphins would be vying for number one. Um, it, that's that's for right now. Um, now that Baker Mayfield got named the one for the Bucks, you know, about to take over, take Florida over, son. Um, the North actually say the same: Vikings, Bears, Packers, and Lions. That that history rivalry between all of them to begin with. I just feel like that couldn't really be changed. Um, then the NFC East is Eagles, Steelers, Ravens, and whatever Washington is going to be called after next season. Um, so obviously Eagles and Steelers in-state rivalry, but you still have the Steelers and uh, Ravens rivalry. And then technically Eagles and Washington's rivalry, but I mean, it's Washington. We got to wait 45 years for them to become good again. Uh, Rog, that's not uh, a bad realignment. It's, it's, uh, really similar to where I went with mine. Um, and I, I like how you broke it down and put who you thought would kind of uh, be the winners of those divisions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I also went with a, a geographical realignment and I was thinking uh, of the fan, like, if you were a fan of a team and you wanted to see all of their divisional games, like I, I wanted to try to make it easier for um, each fan to, to, you know, possibly go to divisional games, whether they were home or away. Um, so I, for my, uh, I also went like Roger and I still have an AFC and an NFC and I have North, South, East and West of each of those uh, conferences. Um, so 
for the AFC North, there the current North sits like this: Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. I realigned that to be Bears, Bengals, Chiefs, Colts. Uh just because I, I you know, if you're a Chiefs fan and you want to see them play against the Bengals and they're playing in Cincinnati, it would be easier for you to, you know, get that away game or whatnot. Um, For the South, the current AFC South is Texans, Colts, Titans, Jags. Um, So the, the way I realigned this is I actually went um, – Bucks, Dolphins, Saints, Texans, um, you know, kind of that bottom like swoop from from Houston to Miami. Uh, in the the AFC East, uh, I have the the current AFC East is Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. I've never really understood that division because it's you're skipping over teams to play other teams. Uh, so I realigned this to Bills, Giants, Patriots, Steelers. Uh, I think there's some some good matchups there. Uh, you know, there's the the Giants Patriots uh, rivalry because you know the the Giants they they beat the undefeated Patriots. Bill Belichick still isn't over that. Um, you know, you got. I, I think Steelers Bill, Bills would be a uh, a good rivalry. Uh, just you know that steel that Steelers defense against that Bills offense twice every year would be great. Um, so then the AFC West, uh, the current West is Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. I did. Uh, exactly what roger did i think his was nfc though so uh my afc west would be 49ers chargers rams seahawks that full west coast uh division there and then bump it over to the nfc the current nfc north is bears lions packers vikings um and the the new north uh is is almost unchanged I have it uh Vikings, Packers, Lions, Browns. Okay. Uh I, I think, you know, Browns, Browns, Lions every year, Browns, Packers every year, Browns, Vikings every year. I, I think those are some some interesting matchups, but also with uh like Cleveland and Detroit being so close together, like those fans can go back and forth and and see those games. Um, the current NFC South is Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. I realigned that to be Titans, Panthers, Falcons, Jags. Um, so you you have two of the current nfc south and then you add two of the afc south to that but geographically they're closer uh than the way it is now um Mm -hmm. for the nfc east uh the current is cowboys giants eagles washington i realigned that to be jets eagles ravens washington and for the nfc west uh, this is where it gets a little the, the geographical location kind of broadens. This is the the broadest of the division where the teams would have to travel the most, fans would have to travel the most. The current is Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. I realigned that to Raiders, Cardinals, Broncos, Cowboys. So that's that's where I go with with my divisional realignment. So, Chip, I think my favorite thing about yours is you really take into account the uh, the fan. You you think, oh, hey, a fan may never even get to see a certain divisional rival game, but now you bring those games a little bit closer, and, hey, you're able to catch them all now. Mm-hmm. And definitely, Roger, I think something I love of yours is you took in the, uh, the thought of in-state rivalries. Mm-hmm. So now something that is new to the NFL is – 
I think almost you get the college aspect of pride. There's a lot more pride on the line. If you go to the grocery store and you see a, a fan of an opposing team repping their shirt, you're like, oh, man, you're going to talk a little shit to the guy. You know I mean? There's just a little bit more spice in those games now. Yeah. Uh, sure. And and I, I do like the way that, that Talon went with it uh, where, you know, he has NHL style. So everybody in each quote unquote conference plays everybody. So, you know, there, there's no, you know, I'll just use his team as an example. There's no Dolphins fans saying, oh, we could have beat the, the Chiefs, but we didn't get to play them this year. You you played them. They beat exactly. you or you beat them and you move on from there. Um, right. So I, I think we all I think everybody's idea was was really good. Um I like the turmoil that you put in there, Braden. Uh, because I mean, there, there was a lot of, of turmoil to to the way you realigned your divisions. Uh, I like Roger's idea with the the in state rivalries. Talon's idea with the NHA and it, the I cannot talk NHL style um, play. So yeah, I I did have another idea. But then I thought, nah, that would be way too chaotic. Uh, the, the other idea that I had was like, well, there's 32 teams, obviously. So that means if we do eight divisions like we are normally do, if I want to be really fucking chaotic, put everything in alphabetical order and just go, this is a division, these four teams of division, these four teams of division, and it would just be bonkers. Everybody just, everybody just be going all over the place. So basically Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, and – I, I don't have them in alphabetical order after, or but in Buffalo would be a division, you know, it'd be just, you, you know what I mean? Like it would just be the weirdest thing ever, but it'd be chaotic. And I don't know, it might be, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of that. You know, something I, I just know. thought of is if you, if you guys ever played like the original PS2 and OG Xbox uh, blitz the league. Mm-hmm. How they yeah. So what was really cool about that as a kid, I thought it was so neat that like, if you won this season, you would bump up a division. And, like, that would be the quote-unquote championship. So, like, if the the NFL did that, like, let's say, like, a certain number of teams, this was, like, the lowest division you could go. And, like, if you have the worst record, then you get bumped down or the top team gets bumped up. That'd be really neat. Yeah, they did that with with Blitz the League, one and two. Um, uh, Yeah, and there's, like, there's there's two teams. I don't know if – you call them this, but in the first game, there was one team that you never played. And then in the second game, there was one team that you never played in story mode. I believe the first one, I think it was like the Seattle rain. You never played the Seattle rain in the, in the first game. In the second game, it was, was it the Denver? Was it Denver or was it, I want to say it was Denver. Yeah. It was the Denver Grizzlies or something like that, but it was one of them, one, one of them teams. It's like, there was a team on there that you did not play because in order for you to move up, a team has to come down. So the team that came down was the Seattle team. The team that went up was you, you know what I mean? Uh, So that, that would be an interesting concept. Uh, Chip, didn't you have a, didn't you have this weird concept of um, the winner of the XFL gets the lowest seed in the, uh, in the NFL? I think, was that, I think we talked about it like one of the earlier, earlier episodes of something about sports. I think Chip and I both talked about it because it's like the same concept in European uh, quote unquote soccer football is the bottom three teams in um, most leagues get relegated down to division two while the top three teams in division two get moved up and same with division two, bottom three move down division three and then they move off. So stuff like that. I think that'd be cool if, like, the bottom four, like, so one, to, uh, so the bottom eight, I guess, the lowest seed from each division gets moved down for the top eight in the next in, uh, division two. Yeah. yeah. Was that, that was that an would, idea yeah. I had, but I was like, how would I, how would you determine that? Because how many teams are in the XFL yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know how many there's current. I think there might only be eight teams in the XFL thinking. right <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, because um, you don't want to you don't want to expand too quickly, you know. Like let it grow organically and get an audience before you. So you know. I think I think the lowest ranked team um, should move down 
but they also get um they still get the number one draft pick in the XFL. Yes. And then, so, uh, that would be cool. That would uh that would low key kind of prevent tanking in a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, because you don't get the top draft spot, you get the leftovers pretty much. So you gotta right. make sure you win. Yeah. The final game of the year, if you're you're fighting as hard as you can not to get bumped down to that that bottom league, that'd be a really good yeah. game. Yeah. While we're on that subject, um, because the NBA did it, would, do you think we would ever see a draft lottery in the NFL? Not in the NFL. It's too much money no, for I it. I don't think so. Yeah. I think the uh, the talent discrepancy would not wouldn't work out. Like imagine if the uh, like the zero and sixteen Browns, like if they didn't get that number one overall pick. Hey man, uh, I mean the like what twelve and like forty eight Cleveland Cavs got Kyrie Irving, so <laughs> right, right. But 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 see the whole the whole reason behind the draft lottery to start with, it was to prevent tanking because in nineteen I think it was it was either seventy one or seventy two the Philadelphia seventy uh, sixers legitimately tanked and they were like well this is compromising the integrity of the game so that's why they included the draft lottery it's like okay you got a bad matter i agree with you (laughs) but i'm just saying that's what that that was the that was the catalyst to implement the draft lottery oh no i get it but i mean we had uh the charlotte bobcats do that for tank for a while and they didn't work out for them northern hornets didn't work out for them but the Cavs did it the 76 have done it recently it's worked out for them Yeah, the Pistons. Well, I don't know. No, the Pistons that, suck. That, that was a, that, <laughs> well. I, I, I'm I'm trying to go back to the 2004 uh, Pistons. No, no, I'm sorry, 2003 Pistons because that year um, when they drafted Darko, when they drafted Darko over and Carmelo, he had, uh, over Carmelo, <laughs> over Chris Bosh, over Dwayne Wade. You know, like you could have took Kurt Heinrich and had a better, you know. But I mean, because no, he would have been behind, he would have been behind Chauncey. Yeah, oh, he would have. I think he would have been a good little serviceable role player for him. Give you know, give Chauncey a good, you know, five to six minutes, you know, a break in between quarters and shit. Like I think it would have been a good, but you know, that's revisionist history. That was over twenty years ago. So you gotta think though. I mean, it would be really cool because I think out of all professional sports, the NFL has captured the draft to a T. Like it is a monumental event every year, and like you'll watch. The MLB draft and the NBA draft, and it doesn't even compare to what the NFL has. And I think the NBA, the lottery, everyone tunes in for it. Maybe not the draft, but the lottery, everyone wants to see who gets what pick. So if the NFL ever went that direction, I mean, you you do have to wonder if, like, I don't know. I feel like they would really, really take over in that sense yeah. in terms of viewership. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think they, they have the – yeah, I, I think the NFL already has the most viewership for any draft anyway. Uh yeah. even even over the 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 lottery for the NBA. I, I think more people tune in and show up for the the NFL draft than than anything. Yeah. I mean they make it yeah. It, they make it an event, you know. It's just like, hey, the the NFL draft's coming to your town. I mean, this is just as big as getting a, a freaking NBA All Star game in a sense, you know. Not as exciting, or I mean, you get to watch a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of All Stars not play defense, but you know, still, I mean, it's like, hey, we're gonna make this a party. We'll have musical guests, you know, and all the commissioner's gonna do is just come out and hopefully they'll draft the person that we want to play for our team, you know, but. It's still a party, you know. They people prep for a whole weekend for it, you know. Nashville hosted the NFL draft a couple years back, and yeah. that looks like absolute anarchy, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I like is they should continuously move the draft to different locations. Yeah, um, but I also think they should do what the NBA does and only do the two first drafts, uh, two rounds of the first draft, um, draft technically. And then the rest is be free agency. Because then it would make college players play harder to actually get drafted and make picked money instead of free agency money. So you're saying those kids get to decide where they go or what are you saying? No, I'm saying like, so you know how every year, like the combine stuff like that helps. But no, I think the actual three years that you play, three or four years, depending on how long you stay, really plays a bigger factor than your combine. 
because you your overall is really you only get technically what is it how many teams uh 60 picks total to be picked by a team or else you're a free agent so you don't make that big money no. that's fair yeah but 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 i also feel like and it just this this might lead to a whole nother conversation but a lot of times especially with guys like you know Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, guys like that who will who will amp up certain players or like this is just for example Stetson Bennett Stetson Bennett just won back-to-back national championships as the quarterback of the University of Georgia no one took him into the what fourth round if i'm not mistaken and the reason why is because they said oh well he's a good quarterback but we don't think he's an NFL ready quarterback you know and and i get it you know you study tape of everybody and you know they're their arm mechanics, their delivery, their stance, their footwork, their release speed, and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, you know, again, I, I keep on bringing this up. Tom Brady was picked in the sixth round. You know what I mean? So, do you are you really do you really think? And on top of that, they they the, the sports media does this a lot more than people think that they do. But they will elevate a player in the draft. And they'll elevate him and elevate him based on his combines, uh, numbers, his pro days, and tapes from you know any type of championship bowl game that he possibly could have been in. And then they put the they set the level so high for him that once he comes into a situation, he's automatically expected to be a miracle worker. He's automatically expected to take the team over. And it's a completely different game once you go from college to the NFL. Ask any quarterback who has floundered in the NFL over the past. 50 something years. Yeah. It's gonna, it's a big transition and very few people can actually make that transition and make it something good at, you know, at, out the gate, you know, and if you don't live up to the expectation that the media, the sports media puts on you, the same media that puts you up there is the same media that tears you down because you didn't live up to their expectation. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to come in with the, with the, with the concept of, okay, I'm, fixing to be the quarterback for this NFL franchise. This ain't college anymore. I'm not, I'm not going throw to, I'm not throwing to into these freaking, you know, pack 10 defenses who aren't really as good as these elite players, you know, but, but it's like a mixture of everybody now. So yeah, you're, you're going to get tested a lot, but it's the very, very rare ones that actually exceed the expectations who we all remember. You know, like who, who I guarantee you, the, th- the four of us here did not see Brock Purdy coming. You know what I'm saying? None of us saw Tom Brady coming. You know, did, I mean, Shannon Sharp was a seventh round draft pick. George Kittle was a third round. Russell Wilson was a third round. Like there's no exact science, even though guys like Todd McShay and uh, Mel Kuyper want you to believe that there's a science behind it. Now, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I mean, I, we, we, we have an episode where we named 15 times that Mel Kiefer was wrong about certain players. And there's even more times about players that he thought were going to be great. And they didn't turn out to be nothing. Jim, he, he swore to God, Jimmy Clausen was going to be the greatest thing ever. He didn't even survive two years in the league, you know, because he I went to Carolina. Go ahead. I think it's a, uh, it's very similar, not even NFL, but you look at uh, even college football now. If there is a five-star ranking beside a kid's name, yep, there's such a huge pressure and stigma. As soon as they step one foot on campus, it's like, oh, you're a five-star quarterback? Please save our save our team. Turn us around. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, if you step foot as a five-star quarterback onto an SEC campus, you're either going to get eaten alive or you're going to somehow make your way through the fishbowl. But it's – the media definitely drives and makes a lot of these people what they want them to be. You know, they will throw whatever they want to hype them up, throw as many highlight reels they want to on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And it's sink or swim for sure. Yeah. I also think um, going back to my point of the shorter or less round draft, um, I think we would have less bust overall. Because it would force teams to really, really focus on exactly the team needs specifically instead of taking a gamble. And I mean, yeah, there's some teams that do take gambles that work out for them. And there's some teams that, you know, it don't. So it'll still be a hit or miss, but I think there'd be less bust overall. 
because you have to really focus on the specific needs that the team needs right then and there instead of going for best pick. I think the teams that draft very well, you would see a big difference for sure. Yeah. Well, that was like when um, when Bill Belichick drafted Cole Strange out of UTC. Everyone was like, why the hell did you draft this kid out of UTC? Like, who is this kid? You know? And many people were shocked by it. But Bill Belichick, the evil genius that he is, seen something that probably nobody else seen and said, I'm going to do something with him. You know what I mean? And here's the thing, like as much as Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay like to say that they know what they're talking about, they're not in them film rooms watching the way the coach watches because you can watch as an analyst. That's one thing. Watching as a coach and someone who's going to have to coach these guys up, completely different mindset when you're watching film. That's something cool about Bill is if he wants a guy, he's going to go get a guy. I mean, it's it doesn't matter what spot he's at, where he's picking. If he wants you, he's going to get you. That's the FU to the NFL draft, you know, FU to the mocks, FU to Mel Kiper, whatever. He's he's gonna get the guy he wants. Right. Well, hell, well he traded I, back I mean, to get I'm go ahead, Chip. I'm sorry. I, I was just say, as much as I don't like the guy, Terrell Owens came from UTC. Right. Yeah. I don't even think he was a was he a top pick? Look that no. up real quick while I have a I don't think no, he, he he wasn't, but I mean, he played. He played at UTC right here in Chattanooga, and you know, it is arguably one of the best receivers ever. I mean, yeah. I don't like him, uh, but that's that. Yeah, he was in the nineteen ninety six draft. He went in the third round, pick number eighty nine. Was that a that was a Niners pick, right? That was the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I thought even Jerry played for a few years. Yeah. The number one, uh the number one draft pick that year was Keyshawn Johnson out of USC. He went to the New York Jets. God, this draft was stacked. Damn. Jonathan Ogden, Ray Lewis. Uh Eddie George, Marvin Harrison, Ray. Yeah, you said Ray Lewis, Mike Allstott, Lawyer Malloy, Musa Muhammad. Brian Dawkins, Donnie Abraham, like what we said, Terrell Owens, Teddy Bruschi was in that draft. Uh, Stephen Davis was in that draft. John Runyon was in that draft. Joe Horn was in that draft. Zach Thomas was in that draft. He was a fifth-round pick, too. Uh, Leroy Glover was also in that draft. Yeah, it was a pretty stack. Yeah, Marco uh, Rivera was in that draft. Yeah, this was a, it was a pretty stacked draft overall. And then the notable undrafted players, Larry Izzo, Adam Vinatieri, Orlando Mari, uh, Josh Adam Miller. Vinatieri, the greatest kicker ever. I agree with that. That's funny. Unfortunately, Who? yes. Adam, Adam Vinatieri. Who? Ah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's a Morton Anderson guy, I think. <laughs> let let Venom. Let Ben and Terry boot one from 67, then we'll talk. I mean, Justin Tucker's the best kicker in the game now. Him or, him, or, him or Matt Prater, uh, probably. Prater. He's probably I mean, up there. It's Prater. You mean, I think you for mean, sure it's Vinatieri and Tuck, one and two. No. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget old Seabass out there. Sebastian Jenikowski. Oh no, never mind. He's, he's a punter. Never mind. No, no. Jenikowski was a punter. Never mind. I, I thought I mean, the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, we all know the greatest punter of all times, Pat McAfee, right? <laughs> For the brand. For the brand. Not our brand. Not our <laughs> brand. But, you know. <laughs> oh, there was a lot. I mean, punters don't get the love like like they should. Because I mean, they're just you know there to you know kick the kick the ball on fourth down. But a lot of these punters, when they kick, you know, with, I mean, there's a lot of famous ones. You know, there's you know Marquette Jeff. King. Say that again. Marquette King. Marquette King. Yeah, yeah, he oh, was a uh, punter. What was that Tampa? Tampa Bay? Or uh, he, he did with... Oakland. I think Denver. It was Raiders in Denver. Yep. Raiders in Denver. Okay. Who was the, wait? Who was King on? The, I'm th- okay, I'm thinking Sean King. He was the quarterback. Never mind. I heard King, and then I, that that's the first thing that I thought of, and I thought yeah, we were talking about the same thing, but I didn't talk about the same thing. Uh, 
the Jenikowski, what I can't remember his name, Brian Flegel, something. He, he played with the Eagles. I just can't remember his name off top. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head. I think his last name was Flegel. I think. Oh, I can't remember. But, but yeah, I don't know how we got on the punter situation. I apologize. Uh, but that being said, anything, uh, anything else y'all want to bring up before we uh, close this thing out tonight? Uh, no, I, I think I, I, I like the the way that everybody went. Nobody did any realignment exactly the same, um, which is what I was hoping for. I, I, I was I was hoping that that nobody would come and be like, oh, well, you know, exactly the way I did it, where it was geographical, but super close geographical. I've seen geographical realignments before where it's it's not done the way I did it. And I'm not saying that my idea is the best idea ever. Um, I just put the fans in perspective. Uh, I like I said earlier, I really like the chaos that Braden created uh, <laughs> with with his uh, with Roger. I really liked the the idea of in state rivalries, uh, very similar to NCAA yep. uh, and everything. And then uh, with talents, I like the the idea of the NHL-style NHL play uh, where every team in the, the AFC conference plays every team. Uh, so there's no, no whining of, well, we could have beat them, but we didn't get the chance to play them kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the way that you guys – put some some actual thought into this and didn't just go throw darts at a board and be like that's how i'm gonna realign my teams <laughs> yeah. so yeah, um, I, like to, man, I mean it's it's such a fun topic to think about it really it really makes you expand and really think in different areas like like you said everyone went a different route and that's what i love most about it it was no one was the same everyone was different yeah, that was my yeah. only concern. Like with the idea, I was like, man, I wonder if we're going to do the same thing, which is in my head. I was like, OK, maybe they will stick to the eight divisions. Fuck it. I'm going to flip it on its head and do this, you know, and that was my mindset, because like like I said before, like a most most of the most of the teams that I had are all kind of huddled together in the same area, you know, and that was the whole reason why I put the Titans in the northern division as opposed to the Panthers. And the only reason why is because Tennessee, uh, Nashville is further North than uh, Charlotte is. But then at the same time, I'm like, but do I put Charlotte in the East or do I, you know, keep it about, but it's, it's a, it's a Southern town. So you keep it in the South, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's was great. Like, again, that was my only issue. My only fear was that we would all have kind of a similar idea. Um, but yeah, everybody's was great, man. I love the, I love the chaos. In a weird, twisted way, it, it's kind of chaotic uh, with Braden's. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, the rowdiest fan bases, you get those rowdy fan bases together. I mean, it, we, we're going to have fans fighting. We're going to have lawsuits. They're going to throw start throwing shit at Santa Claus again. This is going to be great. I, I, would, I would love – that should be prime time every freaking week. You know what I mean? Thursday, Saturday – bring with Saturday. When Saturday Night Football comes back, yes. Give me that. Matter of fact, give me that whole division just every single week. Every week, you know. Yeah, why doesn't our team have any primetime games? Well, son, the, the Bills and the, the Eagles are playing again this week. So sorry. Yeah, dang dang. Hey, are we if you can't guarantee me three fights, I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so oh, speaking of fights, did anybody see the uh the fight at the uh Broncos 49ers game pregame? Oh, that was awesome. Or- yeah, hey. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it. What happened? The dude uh, in the kittle. The dude in the kittle jersey rocked. Uh, homeboy. <laughs> I'll tell you about to bring up. Uh, Jason Kelsey starting a fight at the Colts practice. No, no. Yeah. What happened there? Because I, I missed um, it. What shoot, I got to look it up again. He. I think doing someone, someone made a uh, a dirty late hit on Kenneth Gainwell. It was one of the running backs, smaller running backs. Yeah, and somebody somebody hit Gainwell, and then obviously Jason Kelsey being, you know, Jason Kelsey. Who he is. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. uh 
he came out with a little blindside himself, you know. Mm. And then a kerfuffle, a brouhaha, a Donnybrook broke out. Brouhaha, yes. Yeah. I did see one, though. The cowboy. I did see one, but it wasn't a joint practice. It was just a Cowboys practice. And the Cowboys start fighting with each other. And it's like. It's a Cowboy practice. Yeah. Cowboy practice. Yeah. Like, y'all can't even. Like, what was that? God, what was it? It was like, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Fucking Aaron Donald. Took two helmets and was swinging the shit out of all of them, and then not get in trouble. trouble. Then get in trouble for not one thing. Now, meanwhile, Miles Garrett takes his helmet off. Yeah. Oh, Rudolph still ain't been the same. So, uh, no, no, he hasn't. (laughs) Uh, But with that being said, uh, we greatly appreciate you joining us tonight uh, for our NFL realignment. Uh, Let us know in the comments below. what you think of our realignment and maybe how you would realign the NFL in your vision. Um, you know, so. Yes. Pretty interesting. Uh, Roger, Brady, anything you guys want to say before we get out here tonight? I think I'm good. Rog. Um, you know, the same usual. If you're here watching here on YouTube, obviously just give us a like subscribe and share. If you're watching on Spotify, give us five stars. Uh, if you don't give us five stars, at least write down why you didn't give us five stars. Say it with your chest. Don't be a bitch. Um, as you always, thank you for the support. <laughs> you heard him. What you guys say, Chip? Uh, I mean, just as always, you know, please don't leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on Spotify and right here on YouTube. Uh, you know, and like Roger said, leave us a five star rating. And if you don't think that we're uh, five star worthy, <laughs> Tell us why. Say that it with your can, chest. Say yeah, it with your chest. That, that way yeah. we can make it uh, better for you. Peel this motherfucker's muffin cap, Bat Blue. Is that a drink? It's probably a drink. Anyway, that being said, we haven't done it in a couple of episodes, but shout out to the OG GearAnime.com. Go check out GearAnime.com forward slash movement radio. Use promo code MOVERADIO at checkout and you will get free shipping here in the United States. Absolutely free. Again, that's, that's a GearAnime.com forward slash movement radio. Uh, promo code MOVERADIO, M O V E R A D I O. That being said, again, uh, thank you guys for all the things you've done for us. Let's hit them with the outro. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger C. <laughs> I'm Braden Howard. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. What happened then? Just now. I just, what the hell's